0: All right, it is Sunday, July 17th. Finally, for fuck's sake. Sorry. No swearing. It is Sunday, July 17th, and we finally It come is exactly
1: back. 1 month. Our last episode was uh, posted June 17th.
0: Oh, sorry. We're so sorry,
1: but we're on episode 83. We're
0: on 83 and we're not really that sorry because we've been having fun.
1: No. <laughs> And if you don't know what kind of fun we've been having, you don't follow us on social media. So right. maybe we should put that out there up front—that um, we have a Facebook page yep. where we usually try to spit out when we're going to have big delays yep. for recording. Yep. It's uh, Facebook.com/slash/MotorificPodcast. Yep. Um, Joanne is also GearChick on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook, and I am Motorific Media on Instagram. So yes, we've been traveling. I think the bulk of this podcast will actually be kind of, um, not even a complete catch up of both of our trips because uh, I think we probably only have about an hour to tackle.
0: Oh, yo, crap. See, I just spent like 30 minutes troubleshooting technical difficulties. So, all right, we're gonna try to give you as much as we can. Um, Here, let's just jump into why we've been away for so long. Um, and I think like aside, I think I took I took two different trips, so I think that was one of the delays as well. Um, uh, in June, I did uh, I did a overnight to New York, and that was um just like a Sunday night or Saturday night to Monday morning thing, just like a quick last minute thing.
1: And yeah, just, you you covered that that's the yeah. epic picture we have on the episode eighty two uh um show notes page oh, you' that's standing right. with the two triumphs uh nose to nose
0: no, that is oh yes, we did didn't we mm-hmm did we okay I can't remember see uh <laughs> i guess main then my main main delay was I did the sister's ride I did the first week of the sister's ride um I went I did Massachusetts well no New York first it was uh Brooklyn July 3rd and then through Massachusetts on Monday and Tuesday the 4th and 5th into Pennsylvania on Wednesday and Thursday so um, tell
1: us how awesome was it
0: well if you didn't hear the the podcast that I did back in October November last year and I Mm -hmm. interviewed my friend Elisa who's organizing the event it was the hundred year anniversary of the first women to ride their own motorcycles across the United States cross country a hundred years ago. And so it was a recreation of their ride from city to city and, and almost their routes, but slight, slight variations because we have roads now.
1: And for, for those of us who, uh, who have not heard that episode, it's episode 73, just FYI.
0: So I did the first week, um, Evan came with me, which was really great and um, we Sunday we rode into Brooklyn. If you fo- have been following on Facebook, their Facebook page is Sisters Motorcycle Ride, and uh, Brooklyn was the kickoff because that's where the sisters started. Uh, they actually started, at, they uh, went to a racetrack that no longer exists, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was torn down a long time ago. And so instead we just, I think, kicked off at, a, at the uh, Wyndham in Brooklyn, and then uh, rode out of the city uh, Monday morning, to get to Springfield Massachusetts and uh, spent two days there to do a bunch of things in uh, Springfield at the Springfield Museums and if you've ever been through there it's a really beautiful museum and they have multiple um, exhibits and buildings and we didn't have time to see all of them because there were just so many things going on uh, like the mayor came out and he issued a proclamation to declare July 4th um, Sisters Motorcycle Ride Day in Springfield. So that was really fun.
1: Awesome. It was,
0: yeah, it was really cool. Um, you know, and then we did a tour of their museum, which is beautiful. The Springfield museums have different collections. Like right now, they're doing a Dr. Seuss exhibit. Ooh. Yeah, and about the works of Dr. Seuss. And then, of course, they have uh, some classic car. Um, a classic car exhibit where they, not classic cars, but they basically um, have on display like the very first automobiles, you know, gas-powered engines, and um, you know, there's like two left in the world or whatever, and one's in the museum, so they have like a nice timeline of the invention of the automobile, and then upstairs is where they get to motorcycles and bicycles, um, because Springfield is where um, I think the original Indian motorcycles were manufactured.
1: So there's Correct. a lot
0: of history there in Springfield with Indian Indian motorcycles. So that's why um, uh, they have a huge exhibit. And then, of course, they have a whole wall exhibit dedicated to the Van Buren sisters. So if awesome. you go into the Facebook page for the uh, ride, Sisters Motorcycle Ride, there's an album in there for July 4th and 5th. And you can see a few photos there of the mayor and the proclamation and and, um, a few shots inside of the museum. What was really cool was if if, so if you're on the Facebook page and you're looking at these photos, you'll want to scroll through to the photo of the two, uh, two of their living relatives. Um, One is the great grandniece of Adeline and Augusta, and one is the great granddaughter. And, um, They each look like each of the sisters, Mm -hmm. like very remnant, you know, in in their younger time, because they have two headshots of the girls on the wall, um, you know, in addition to some other photos of them posing and everything. But the two photos of them, and you can clearly see the resemblance of one looking like one and one the other. And it's just really cool to see them in each girl. Um, So there's a great little photo of the two of them standing in front of the the Van Buren sisters wall. So it was really cool. And uh, yeah, the, the museums were just they're beautiful. They have they also have uh, for you gun enthusiasts, they have a uh, exhibit on uh, Springfield Armory. And um, I didn't get to see that because that was a different building across the street. I was just too busy helping Elisa. And then they had another exhibit that i did not get to see either because i was busy but they have a bunch of different really cool things going on there at the museum so if you're close by or you live there or you're near there i highly recommend checking out the museums um the other thing we did after we went to the museum is we did a tour of the westover air force base which was in springfield and it's like 10 minutes from the museum And so uh, there's photos of that as well. And we got to hear a couple of their top ranking female officers speak about life in the military and um, service in the Air Force. And that was really cool. And then they let us take a tour of their C-3 cargo plane, which was out way out, of course, on their their jetway. And so we got to go inside and uh, check it out. (coughs) It was really hot in there like a thousand (laughs) degrees in there but it's basically a huge cargo plane in the bottom and then on top it's another airplane it's like on top is basically the inside of a commercial airliner with seats for 150 people like a regular airline so it's huge it's a huge ginormous jet you know it holds like 200,000 gallons of fuel i mean it's just insane
1: 200,000 yes
0: because it carries people and cargo so it can carry vehicles uh supplies whatever they need to wherever they're going along with all the people that need to get to this destination it so it was huge and crazy and it was really neat to be out on the jetway there and just be out walking around and checking stuff out so it was really really cool that we got to um, take a little tour and then there was a group photo after so there was like 50 people i'd say about 45 50 people doing the tour of the base. Uh, It was so hot that it was so hot that day. It was 90 plus humidity. So the humidity was I think maybe 80%, 70, 80% humidity. So it was hot and deathly humid. And we were, you know, you have to line up to get into the base, they have to check your IDs, you can't just all stroll in together. You know without each being checked so we were sitting in line waiting so there's a lot of waiting and you're sitting in the heat dying mm-hmm. um, and I was w- wearing one I was wearing an ether jacket uh, generously sponsored um, from ether for the sisters ride and if you haven't heard of that company they are based in LA I believe and they're yep. fashion they have really pretty high fashion but they started making motorcycle jackets a couple years ago, like high end, um, but functional. So they're really truly trying to make completely functional, technical, but stylish motorcycle wear. And, and I, truthfully, I'd say it's probably one of only two, three brands I've seen that actually have really technical garments. So if you think of what a climb jacket does, The ether jacket does the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a waterproof jacket. It's laminated, direct venting. Great. So I wore (laughs) that. I was wearing that. It was night. It was so hot. I was dying. But uh, I didn't die of heat stroke. I didn't pass out. I didn't, you know, I wasn't Mm -hmm. suffering in that sense. It was just hot. But with the vents, I actually was able to wear that through the heat pretty well. And I was um, pleasantly surprised, actually, at how well it breathed. And how it vented. Um, it was also dark blue, so it was <laughs> it wasn't exactly like a light like, color. But it, I think, it actually is worthy of a multi-season, adventury kind of jacket because it can actually handle wet and heat and cool. It's also linerless, like climb gear is, so you supply your own liners. It came fully armored with all D three O, so very much a, a worthy competitor, I think. So I spent pretty much the whole trip wearing that, um, except for the first day I came in my own stuff. So after that, after Springfield, we, um, then rode on to Pennsylvania. So we rode through the top of Pennsylvania. So on the border of Pennsylvania and New York, and it was the first time also that we got to ride through Connecticut. So we took a little detour and I rode into Connecticut and we had lunch at the pie company and, um, It was just really fun to you know ride in a different state so we did pennsylvania massachusetts new york connecticut and then on thursday i had to come home because i did not have time to go all the way over to ohio which was their next stop after pennsylvania so i had a really great time though it was really fun to meet all these different women and um, meet all the different people we had police escorts who were awesome and helped us get out of Springfield. Um, It was just really great. There's more photos on the Facebook page if you scroll through there. We stopped at um, a really great little point called the Jacob's Ladder Trail in Massachusetts, and it's Route 20. And we stopped at this little rock, like a rock um, pile, I guess, a shrine. I would call it a rock shrine. It's mm-hmm. like a shrine of rocks in a pile in a little triangle, mm-hmm. and um, it's been there for a hundred years. And the sisters stopped there; that was one of their stops. And there's a photo of them somewhere floating, I think, on the press page, on the sisters' mm-hmm. site, and they're posing there. And the rock car- uh, the the rock pile, looks a little different today than it did back then, but.
1: A oh, hundred years, I'm sure yeah. the rocks are slightly different. Someone yeah. probably not thinking it was some sort of historical monument probably took a couple home. <laughs> uh,
0: probably. So we left a rock there, because I guess when you visit it, you leave a little rock, I guess.
1: Okay, well then that'll mm-hmm. be, that's enough for change.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there was like people who had engraved their own initials, like people who were there in 1950 and they wrote their initials, wow. they were there. So the rock thing has been there forever, and so that was another stop. So it was it was really cool. And um, that was the only part from really Springfield to this r- this Jacob's Ladder where you were riding with 50 people. So they um, the the trip is really organized very well so that you're riding with a like-minded group of people in terms of experience and pace. Mm-hmm. So I was in That's a number good. one group and a speedy group, and then there was a group two and a group three. And so if you didn't want to go at a, you know, or if you're newer, so there was like, a handful of people who are newer at riding and and never ridden long distance. And so they rode, you know, in their own group. So it was very safe and, um, it wasn't, uh, yeah, like riding in a huge, uh, parade or anything like that. It was, it was, uh, it was definitely a little bit, a little bit, um, easier. Cause I don't, I don't really have fun riding with 40 people. It's not really my thing. So yeah. Well, I think
1: it's important to note that, This coming weekend, Joanne and I will be reunited for the first time since she moved back to PA, or out to PA rather, Mm -hmm. a couple years ago because I am riding up on Thursday toward Carson City and I will meet up with the Sisters Ride on Friday night and we leave Carson City as is Joanne, um, leaving Carson City heading back to San Francisco. And then, uh, and then we'll go our separate ways. Uh, well, you leave Sunday, or you leave Monday. I leave Sunday. But um, yeah, it'll be awesome. We'll at least be able to get some updated photos for this website because I hate some of the photos that we have of each of each other together. But we we haven't been together in like God, a couple of years now, well, yes. so we it'll will. be really it'll be really nice. We're gonna have to snap like crazy. So we'll I'm, I'm looking ourselves. forward. I'm looking forward to seeing my girl. It's been
0: forever. Yes, I cannot wait either. It's been a really long time. So, yes, we will definitely make time to take some updated photos of ourselves.
1: And we'll be joined by Sandy. I and, know, there's going to be a lot uh, of people Julia there. And Julia with Motorcyclists. She started in Colorado as well.
0: Yep. no, there's going to be a lot, of, uh, a lot of people joining. Well, a lot of new people have joined since Colorado. And then mm-hmm. um, there'll be, yeah, we'll be meeting more people when we get to uh, Carson city. So what I'm going to be doing personally is flying out Thursday night. Um, I'll be landing there close to midnight Friday morning. I'm going to be borrowing an R 1200 R. Ooh, because nice. events sponsored title sponsors BMW. So, um, yeah. And I want to, uh, ride toward the front of the parade as well. Cause there is going to be, we are going to be a massive group going into San Francisco. So, Uh, I I tried to find a a Beamer and I'm going to borrow one. Um, so I'm going to ride up, slab up on Friday into Carson city. So then Saturday morning I can ride with everybody going back into San Francisco from Carson. So, um, if you want to ride in with the group from Carson city, you can, if you go on the website, you can actually buy a registration. For day rider. A day rider for Carson City of San Francisco. And so that's Saturday morning the caravan leaves very early, seven AM. It's a very early start because it's really hot, but also because there's a stop for lunch in Roseville at A and S Cycles, a dealership that will be hosting um us and having barbecue and everything. So that's where the pit stop's gonna be. And it's pretty much slab, um, to get out there. So if you do a day rider, you can um do that you can also buy a ticket for a a hotel room in Carson City as well on Thursday night if you wanted to or sorry Friday night as well if you wanted to do that and then there are also still tickets too if you want to buy a party ticket for San Francisco because the grand finale is at night it's like seven o'clock at night or something like that in San Francisco at the d-store and that you, includes
1: dinner, too.
0: Yep. So if you buy a regular ticket, I think it's like $55. It's entry mm-hmm. and um, it's a donation to the charities. It's also dinner and drinks. Or if you want to actually spend the week, the night in San Francisco, you can also buy a ticket with a hotel room um, in San Francisco where the rest of the group is staying. So if you live in San Jose, you live, I don't know, in Napa, and Concord, and you don't want to schlep home after the party, you can get a hotel room um, and, and room with somebody for the night and I have to go home and hang out in the city. So then on Sunday, I'm going to head back, drop the bike off because this person lives in the East Bay on Sunday. And then I'm going to see my family. And then Monday I have to come back so I can go to work on Tuesday. So but I had a kick ass time. I really wish I could have gone the whole time. The ride is not happening again. As far as I know, this is it. It was one time for the 100-year anniversary, so...
1: Got to wait another 100 years.
0: Another <laughs> 100 years. <laughs> Unless somebody wants to put together an annual ride for it, then, hey, someone maybe wants to do that. They can go ahead and, I guess, try to do that. I don't know, but um, it was a, it's a lot of work. Um, everyone on the trip has worked really hard, myself included. I've been working on it when I get home from work every day since I've been home. It's also why I've not been updating my own blog, and I've been out of pocket... Um, with so many other things, but I, I I, just thought it was a worthy event to, to participate in because it is really a historic one, and we don't have many opportunities to participate in things like this that just don't happen often. And one thing I thought about a few times in the past week was the fact that it's been a really long time that I can remember, and, and you'll have to tell me if you can think of anything, where... More than one OEM, major OEM, has really participated in a women's motorcycle event, because this event has been um, sponsored by not only BMW, but Indian, Suzuki, Kawasaki. At least uh, riders of Kawasaki, and certainly the the company has supported it. Um, so that's you know four big OEMs working or partnering together really to support this event. And the and the last time. I heard of an event like this. I mean, the last time I can remember was the, the AMA Women's Conference. But even, and I, I don't even remember how many t- uh, OEM sponsors that one had. I can't think of anything
1: else where. Yeah, no, I mean, that's great. All those guys kind of came on board at the last minute, I imagine. Because um, um, I knew about Indian and BMW. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, good times. It was really good.
0: So, all right, your turn. So you need to tell us where you went. It <laughs> um, was a little bit further away than where I went.
1: Just a little. Uh, I was probably going to do uh, part of the sisters ride, but then um, got the opportunity to go to Italy. And, well, as, as much as I love Elisa and I love supporting women, um, I, had to, I had to run with the, uh, with the Italy uh, option. Um, I don't blame you. Long story short, it was uh, a trip that we tried about a year ago. Um, Five women put together uh, kind of a proposal, and at some point, our proposal got picked up by the organizers of ICMA, which is, uh, don't know the exact Italian uh, acronym, but, um, or, or the actual what it stands for, but uh, Aikma, if you've heard us talk about it, and actually you are aware of what it is, even if you're not in the motorcycle industry, because every November, when new motorcycle releases start appearing, it is happening at that show. Mm -hmm. Um, There are three, two or three press days where you start seeing lots of model unveils in Europe. Uh, The convention is held in November every year in Milan, Italy. Yep. So anyway, the the organizers of that as well as the tourism uh tourism industry in Italy uh sponsored our trip. At some point I think I'll talk about, you know, the the details of that trip and and further, but uh, I I had a solo part that I added on at the end of that and so that is something I could most definitely talk about seeing is that I could drone on and on and on <laughs> about mm-hmm. about how awesome our you know, nine or ten days were, and um, after after that trip was over, we rode, or I rode on, on that first nine or ten days, um, four different MV Augustas. I rode the Turismo Veloce, mm-hmm. I rode the Stradale, I rode, and both of those are sport touring, I rode the uh, Dragster and the Brutale. Um, mostly because I had the longest inseam, so whatever bike wasn't <laughs> wasn't being ridden by someone else. I was like, I'll take it. Scooter, I'll take it. <laughs> Lawnmower, I'll take that too. You know, free bikes, you know. <laughs> I'll take whatever you guys don't want. Yeah. I will happily pick up sloppy seconds. <laughs> I'm in Italy. What do I care? Yeah. As long as it has an engine it starts. So um Seriously. I really like the Stradale, but uh, more on that at some point. So so I was hanging out with um, with Ducati at World Ducati Week, and, and I was able to talk to their um, uh, I don't know his exact title, but essentially press, and I was able to secure the Ducati Scrambler, the full size, not the not the Scramblerette, uh, four four hundred version, and I took that Scrambler from Milan. Mm-hmm. And headed down to Bologna after the after the group ride was done. I needed to kill some time um, because I was meeting up with a friend that works for Ducati in Bologna, and so it was recommended to me. Hey, you know Modena? That's that's a cool place. So all right, cool. You know I'll, I'll go down, and their highways are just. Re- I wouldn't say fast, um, because you're in kilometers per hour, and I think 130 is maybe like 60 or 70. But um, Mm. they're like a channel from point A to point B, and they're all very expensive toll highways. So the minute you get on, you're committed until a major city comes. There is no exit. Mm. They will provide you with a little kind of horseshoe that has gas and food. But otherwise, there is no exit. (laughs) Because I saw this amazing um, church in the background when I was going in between Milan and Bologna, and I really wanted to stop, and I pulled over, and I thought maybe if I was really lucky, I could squeeze in between a couple of these um, fences to get out, but no, no such luck. So I literally was on the highway all the way to Modena, exited saw a couple of tourist signs for Enzo Ferrari's house and thought, huh, Ferrari Museum sounds pretty cool. I could totally do that for a couple of hours. Yeah. So I ended up following the signs. Uh, no map. ended up following the signs to the Ferrari Museum, uh, hung around there for a little while, had, had an espresso, had my afternoon coffee. Um, and that was pretty impressive. Got a lot of great snaps and uh, saw a lot of really classy automobiles, including the, I think it's the Ferrari California, but I don't know the exact model name that they used in Ferris Bueller. So that was a lot of fun, seeing the evolution of their engines. And after that, I went to Bologna, had dinner, met up with my, my buddy at Ducati, and the next day he had a presentation and had to work for the first part. So I just kind of... Looked at my Google Maps uh, display because I did get international coverage on my cell phone, mm-hmm. um, and I looked at the at the Google Maps and was trying to figure out what's the twistiest road I can find anywhere nearby, and so I just set off to look for the for the fun roads. Mm-hmm. Rode those for a couple of hours through vineyards and a little town, and some mountain views and some sunflowers, and came back. Um, went to the uh, Ducati factory and uh, museum that they have in Bologna and got a got a fun tour from uh, from my buddy who works at Ducati North America and got to see my favorite motorcycle which is a 750 SS although it was kitted out with, uh, with uh, lots of race-type dec- decor on the fairing and the, uh, the body. But uh, nonetheless, just a gorgeous motorcycle. And they kind of cover everything from start to finish as far as um, Ducati is concerned. The museum, I think they, they touted it as being new, but I, I think the actual contents of the museum have more or less been there, um, the historical stuff. They've added some new, and they've given it a remodel. So um, I mentioned something about new museum and showed someone the pictures and he was like, yeah, no, I've seen some of this stuff so they they just kind of refined it. But the cool part was going through the factory and nice. of course you can't take photos. you're photo restricted. you have to actually put like stickers <laughs> over the lens of your camera mm-hmm. and over your phone to make sure that you can't take anything. Nice. And basically, um, I think the gist of what I learned is that it takes two people to make a monster or a scrambler and it's one person who puts together the Panigale engine from hmm. start to finish hmm. they have oversight and QAQC and processes along the way but it is one person hmm. and, there is, and they track by VIN so literally you know whether or not Marco or Stefano or Giancarlo or Giacomo or, you know, whoever put together your motorcycle. Nice. So um, that could be a good or bad thing. I'm not quite sure. But uh, yeah. needless to say, um, you know, the, the actual parts, it's assembled in Italy. Some of the parts are actually not made in Italy, but um, they're CNC and fabricated. Like, they're, they're refined. They're tooled in, uh, in the factory in Bologna. So the actual bulk of it might be made somewhere else, but uh, the, the finishing and the refinement is done in Bologna. So that was entertaining. Um, got to hang around in Bologna a little bit before heading up to Verona. And when I got to Verona, um, I stayed at this castle. It, it wasn't really a castle, but um, a villa, I guess you could say. And the compound was amazing. I just went on to a booking.com website, and nice. I was looking for a really killer place to shoot the scrambler thought oh, I'll kill two birds with one stone. I'll find a hotel and I'll get a nice place to shoot at. And this place was unbelievable. If you check out my Instagram at motorific media, you will see just how, uh, just crazy this place was. And, um, I shot uh, shot the scrambler there, and then met up with my friend uh, Paolo, who is the designer of the Zeta or Zeta if you look at it, Z A E T A. They have a couple of those motorcycles uh, racing here in AMA Flat Track, but they are not uh, approved to be sold uh, for street legal yet in the U.S. Um, still, a couple of political red tape issues and exhaust to deal with but um met up with him checked out where they make the the zyda and uh rode with him uh around verona i will definitely return to that city i did not spend enough time there it looks really gorgeous and um definitely go back to that villa (laughs) then uh after that i went back through milan and then up to lake como check out moto guzzi so i saw the moto guzzi museum which is hot um it is in the original plant from a long long time ago and there is no ac it is uh it's a lot of fun because it literally is just a ton of motorcycles there's no guided tour you just kind of like meander as you go through and uh yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of Italian classics in there. A couple of rooms, they're all upstairs, hence the reason why it's so hot. But um yeah, it was just really neat. Of course you can't can't deny how much fun it is to ride around Lake Como and then, you know, because the Gucci Museum is only open a certain time frame of the day, I needed to kill time and so what did I do to kill time? I stopped at every gelato place I saw and got a cone. So I probably had like Nice five different uh, stops that I made (laughs) with different uh, gelato uh, ice cream. So it was a lot of fun. Can't can't argue with that. So that was pretty much my trip in a nutshell after I left. Um, I only had five days to do that, came back, dropped off the bike, and and took off on Friday. after the our trip ended on july 3rd which is the sunday so i was back hitting the road on july 4th and then i came back home on um, that friday so really great trip i'll go into detail about the other stuff um at a later date i need to start generating media so i tend to be a little bit more silent on stuff when i haven't actually written about it so mm-hmm
0: just thought of a random thing I wanted to mention, because I I don't think I talked about it before, as I discovered a new routing app. I don't think I told you about this in our last one. Um, Because I know I just, like, two episodes, a few episodes ago, I talked about using my Zumo, but I think I found a replacement for the Zumo. I I still have it, but I found a much better iPhone replacement for um, trip routing that I wanted share. because oh, yeah? I feel like it's something everybody wants. And nobody has been able to truly deliver it in a straightforward, easy way versus like, uh, you know, there's an ADV writer thread. It's like 100 pages long about routing shit, you know, um, you know, for adventure riding. but it's just so utterly complicated. Um, in so many ways. And even a, a Garmin, it's kind of complicated for people who don't, you're not really computer savvy. And you're not that techie then you need something simple you know we're just really easy you can use on the fly without having to read through a forum and figure out what you need to do you know what i mean so what is it so it's an awesome sorry it's an <laughs> iphone app only it's not available on android it's called InRoute. i-n-r-o-u-t-e it's free there's a free version of course there's upgraded versions It uses the Apple Maps engine. It does not use Google. It was actually an app that's been around for a while and I tried using it last year, but they just introduced the ability to make a route on the fly and import a GPX file. GPX is the most common format um, for a routing file. That's the simplest way to put it. You can make a GPX file on Google Maps on your computer. You can make GPX files on a lot of websites like the Furcot website. I use F-U-R-K-O-T. I can make a route there and export a GPX and you can just email it to yourself and open up your email and you click on the file and you say open it in in route. And then wonderfully what appears in front of you is this lovely route with all these little pins where you put things. And then it'll give you turn by turn. And the beauty of it is, it'll give you turn by turn through your headset. Because for me, that's the thing that I've been wanting, is I wanted turn by turn, not on my phone to look at it, but I wanted it to hear it. Because I don't like looking down constantly to try to figure shit out. And I want I want audio so that I don't have to worry about uh is this am i in the right place am i is it fall am i following correctly you know when's the next turn i i just wanted the audio input because then i don't have to really think about it and it'll just prompt me you know in a a thousand feet turn right you know um and then the other thing that's awesome about it is you can just use your finger you you know press down where you want to drop a little pin you know say i want to visit christy i just look up her house, I use my finger, I press for like a second, a little flag pops up and it says, Oh, do you want to start here? Do you want to end here? Or do you want to make it a waypoint? And I go, I want to make it a destination. And then it goes, Okay, so then you put another pin, okay, I'm going to drop it at my house. So then I drop a pin in Philadelphia, and I make it the start and then boom, it makes a route on the fly. And then along the way from California or from uh, Pennsylvania to California, I can just drop my finger anywhere I want along the United States. And I can make each pin a waypoint. And I can put them wherever I want. Um, Of course, you have to put more down so that you're not relying on the app to make your route. So if you wanted to make a route that long, you have to upgrade to the premium version, which was only $27. I spent 27 bucks, and for a year I get up to 100 waypoints, I believe it is, in one map, in one route, which is plenty, because I'll do like 20 waypoints in one route, and I think the free gives you like 25, so use, cool. the, f- use the free one, because if your routes are really simple, you don't need to upgrade, and then there's a pro, which is probably like 100 or something like that. But I always break up my routes anyway, from day to day. Like I'll have one route for Tuesday and then I'll have another one for Wednesday. But it's so Mm -hmm. awesome. I can't recommend it enough. It's super simple. There's no, you don't have to uh, export things or you just have to get that GPX file in. Or, like I said, use your finger. (laughs) Just use your finger and start dropping things where you want them, and you can save it, and you can share it, you can text it. I could text Christy a route right now. It would text to her iMessage, and, and then she could open it in the app, and now she would have a copy of my route. So when Evan and I went to New York, uh, we used it, and we played with it, and he and then I made him, for once, lead, because <laughs> I always lead. So now he was able to make his own routes and then he would lead for the day or whatever, or maybe he would find lunch and then he would take us to lunch. Cause I just, historically, I've always been the one to do it because I have, I've had the Zumo, you know, and I've had, um, other apps I've been using, but now we can both kind of balance the the load. And so it's great because you can share it with your buddy and now you both have the route together. So that was nice too because god forbid maybe i get separated and at least i know what route he's using and and you know you'll meet up with your buddy and so it's it's just great i highly recommend it again it's called in route and of course we'll put a link to um yeah we'll post a link in our show notes yeah we'll do that for you but i was just looking at that because i I was looking on our page and i (laughs) i just talked about the zumo which i still think is a great thing to have you know if if that's what works for you but man i've got an 800 dollars internet device that that has outstanding user interface and works better than a garmin and faster than a garmin i would rather use my iphone so now i have and i bought a ram mount and i'm good to
1: go well that's all
0: All the time i have (laughs) for today at least we covered our trips Yes,
1: apologies. I noticed that we have been uh, once a month for the last couple of months. But, uh, you know, sorry, not sorry. We're doing some fun stuff. And we yeah. hope that you're following us along on social media to take some of the pain away. Yep. Um, hopefully we'll get back to a nice recording schedule. Hopefully I'll be home long enough to let the Time Warner cable guy in to get me the cable. still have internet? I haven't been home. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be there to let the guy in. Nice all right yeah so so, we will try to get back to you after in two weeks maybe after yeah but meanwhile since you've had such a deficit um Mm -hmm. feel free to to chime in with any questions you guys might have Mm -hmm. as far as um you know burning questions in your mind gear questions Mm -hmm. um anything of the sort we'd love to hear from you
0: and we'll get back to you as soon as we well as soon as we feel like it really but we'll try to get back in a couple weeks In the meantime, find us at motorific.com. You can email us there as well. And then, of course, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, and all the internets. Um, We will see you hopefully
1: soon. Thanks. Ciao.